Hello and welcome to the 115th FIS Freight and Commodity Podcast this year on Wednesday, 25th January. I'm Mopani, you can call me Mo, and I'm your host today. And the podcast aims to bring guests who update you on the commodity complex. Of course, you can always stay up to date with our daily commentary and weekly analysis on everything going on by signing up for our app FIS Live. Or you can also follow our Twitter page at Freight Investor or find us on LinkedIn. Now, this year, we do aim to provide you with more frequent and brief updates, such as today, along with a wider range of conversations related to the freight and commodity world. We would always appreciate your feedback and ideas. And if you would like to feature or perhaps recommend a guest, please do send us an email at news at freightinvestor.com. Special mention as last Sunday, the 22nd, was also the Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. I'd just like to wish all our listeners who celebrated or may still be celebrating a happy new year to you. We spoke with our fuel oil desk who gave us thoughts on 2022 and things to consider for 2023. You can still watch. Ah, I did it again. You can still listen to it on iTunes, Spotify and our SoundCloud plugin on our website. It is episode 114 released on Wednesday, the 18th of January. Now, today we'll hear from Kerry Deal, our head of business development, about what's happening in the freight and FFA market today and in the last week or so. Welcome back. Thanks a lot, Mo. Happy New Year, and it's a pleasure to be back. Uh, unfortunately, Cape owners not having a very happy New Year, I'd have to say, as uh, rates on the big ships have been eviscerated so far this year, falling virtually nonstop since the start of the year, with the Cape 5 TC index losing an astonishing 70% of the value uh, that it had since the start of the year. That's compared to where it was marked just before the holidays. Now, part of this is just a Q1 thing. It's rainy season in Brazil. That's slowing exports, cyclone threats to Western Australia as well. And seasonally, it's very negative sentiment right now. Personally, I do think this is also being magnified by what we might call the bursting of a very over-optimistic bubble about China's trajectory. The markets got very excited after China lifted its COVID restrictions, right? And I suspect people didn't fully consider the likely progress of the disease in China after that, many people assuming things would just get back to normal by the spring. Instead, expectations are probably adjusting to the fact that another large spike is likely to occur in the wake of the Chinese New Year holidays, and so things in China might be very slow to come back to normal. This is also likely why we see such activity on the futures, most activity, I would say, on the futures being rolled to the Q2, Q3, and Q4, as well as that Cal 24, all of which remain in a substantial contango to the spot and the front months. This morning, we see Feb valued once again at $6,600 on FIS live screen, while the Q2 is hovering at 14000 value, and the Q, uh, and sorry, the Cal 24 is sitting at 16050 I mean, you said seasonally very negative sentiment. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's that time of year. Uh, Why is that? On the Capes in particular, they're subject to uh, a very depressed Q1 traditionally. This is because a lot of iron ore exports, which account for over 50% of Cape cargoes, uh, slow down a little bit. They come from Brazil, they come from Australia, and those countries are both in the southern hemisphere. It's the middle of summer down there, and they're subject to cyclones, to bad weather, to a lot of rainy seasons. Um, And so that slows things down. Also, the largest demand for Cape-sized cargo, especially those iron ore and coking coal cargoes, is coming from China. 
And that demand slows down at this time of year because North China gets so cold that the construction season slows down quite a lot. So you don't have all that steel demand coming through. The mills tend to reduce their run rates a little bit. And then, of course, you've got Chinese New Year, which slows things down for a couple of weeks anyway. All of that plays together and means that Q1 is always the weakest quarter on capes or traditionally has been the weakest quarter on capes. The Panamaxes, meanwhile, have fared a little bit better in the new year. They've lost only around 33% of their value, with the losses from early Jan onwards particularly heavy on those TA rounds. Those have shed about half of their value. Some support has been seen in recent days we hear out of North Coast South America, with a few cargoes emerging there, and one large EcoCamps or Max seeing equivalent 19500 for a front-haul basis DOP Gibraltar. East Coast South America, relatively quiet. Again, the early Chinese New Year holidays this year, slowing things down as much, much as they are for the Capes. And the same story applies for Pacific rounds as well. On the paper, a contango exists on the Q2 and the Q3 compared to the front month, although not quite as sharp as the, the contango we're seeing on the Capes. Feb, 4TC futures valued 9450 this morning on FIS Live, while the Q2 sitting at 14150 that's quite a difference now. There's a loss in value of Capes at 70%, and I think uh, it was 33 for Panamax. Yeah. Uh, so what's, what causes this big difference? Yeah. I mean, the Capes, again, it's, it's, it's where the demand for the cargoes that are shipped on those vessels is coming from. So the Capes are so heavily reliant on China. That probably makes up overall, when you include both iron ore and coking coal cargoes, about 60% of Cape demand, just roughly speaking. And so because of that, they're subject to a little bit more volatility, again, a little bit more seasonality um, based on Chinese demand. The Panamaxes, they're frankly spread out on a few more cargoes. So remember, they carry grains as well, and it's the South American grain season right now. So you're also seeing a lot of grain exports coming out from Argentina, from Brazil. You know, soybeans, things like that. Thanks for that. I guess you answer one of my other questions as well, because uh, you say that influences volatility. Now, we saw there was a big difference with volatility with capes and yeah. the rest of the products. The, so. the capes are traditionally the most volatile market in the FFAs. So we see, and frankly, on the physical as well. You know, so we see that index move in general just so much more than we see the indices on the other sizes move. Um, generally speaking, I guess you could say volatility has traditionally declined a little bit with the size on the ships, but that's really about, again, the range of the cargoes. So the capes, you're looking at three or four types of cargo that the whole fleet carries. You know, you're looking at iron ore, coal, bauxite, um, you know, really making up the vast, vast majority of all cape cargoes. So... You know, on the Panamax, you have a more diverse range of cargoes. You get a lot more thermal coal shipped on the Panamaxes. You get a lot more grains. And so that sort of makes up, uh, evens out, I would say, the market a little bit and helps to prevent the seasonality from being quite as extreme as it is on the Capes. Of course, uh, a lot of influences and factors with all these uh, uh, points you've made and China always ahead of that. But do you feel that there are other things? I mean, how long, first of all, do you feel that restriction? Do you think it will continue the way it's heading with China? I mean, I, I could sort of put a finger in the air. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I think that the market, as I said earlier, probably was overly optimistic in the late autumn and winter, uh, you know, as China began to release restrictions. I think we saw this huge boom created by that as everyone said okay good great everything will probably be back to normal by next spring i think that's very very optimistic right i think that while china 
is dealing with this as best they can. Um, they, you know, they have to let this first wave burn through. They're clearly going to get another very big spike after all the travel that's been done, you know, two billion journeys taken during Chinese New Year period uh, within China. That's going to spread the disease around to regions of the country that haven't had it yet. I, you know, I really do think that we're looking more like a, a Q3 target for sort of things getting back up and running to full speed before, um, you know, before then, I think it might struggle. That's just my personal opinion. And a lot of people agree with that because we've seen the volumes. Exactly, exactly. So let's see. And, you know, that's where we see volume concentrated quite a bit. Again, yeah, exactly, on the futures. So, you know, let's see. I think I think people are, are looking towards that as the, the light at the end of the tunnel. But let's see how that works out. Awesome. Thank you, Kerry. Thanks a lot, Mo. That's it for the week, folks. If you want to continue to stay up to date with everything happening in the freight and commodity space, remember to sign up for our app, FIS Live, or follow us on Twitter or LinkedIn. And if you'd like to give us feedback, suggestions, feature, recommend a guest, email us at news at You've been hearing from Mo. Have a great week.